Hey there, welcome to Beta Human. Actionable ideas about self-discovery, continuous learning, and personal growth. I'm your host Trey, and I'm excited to welcome you to a special episode of the podcast. If you recall, in episode 2, I spoke about the practice of going first. The simple idea of always initiating action first. Whether it's a simple hello in the grocery line, or simply smiling first at a stranger. That was actually part of an essay that I've been working on for the past few months. And the podcast episode was a way to help me condense the key ideas behind that piece. The essay is finally complete, and you can read it at medium.com slash tray. All the link is in the show notes as well. I've tried countless techniques and methods to optimize my well-being across the years. And this is one of the rare ones that has actually become a mainstay in my daily ritual. Anyway, just as I was close to finishing the article, I suddenly had the bright idea of reaching out to Gabriel and the team to tell them what I've been doing in the hopes of getting a short audio blurb that I could use in the article instead of a dry text quote. Also, I wanted to thank her for inspiring me in the first place. To be honest, I wasn't expecting a reply knowing how busy she is. But to my surprise, the team got back to me and the next thing I knew, I was on a call with Gabriel herself. In this episode, I'm publishing the full chat we had. It's brief, but insightful. We talked about the origins of the idea, why she has continued to apply this philosophy in her life across the years, and the different ways she has practiced this in different domains of her life. Have a listen, and I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. more than 30 something years it's just part of how I live and um, 
you know, it's like when you teach your kids, like, say please and say thank you, this is just an extension of, I think, social interaction with people, like mm. social graces, social manners. So I actually don't look at it now as something separate as I do. It's just something that that's how I want to conduct myself. And, you know, every once in a while, you'll run into somebody who they're having a hard time, you know, and they can't get there. Like, mm. so you, you just understand that you... It's not for me to figure out, you know, it's for me to be the way I need to be and live by the code that I want to live by and everybody else is making their choices and I can't control that. And so I think there's something really liberating when you're not worried about how will they respond, what will they think, mm-hmm. um, but that, hey, I believe in this and I'm going to live by this and um, regardless of what the response is. And I'm actually not, I don't have an expectation. My expect, I never have an expectation of, well, if I do X, you'll do Y. Uh, that isn't my, why, you know, how I do it. I just will do it, and um, and then we see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great, because I think the beauty of this is it's uh, deceptively simple, but actually quite profound when you start practicing it um, for some of the reasons you have raised, which is... Um, you just learn to let go and not have expectations. I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. I'm also curious, like, have you taken this approach with your family or people you know? Yeah, well, differently, right? Like, so maybe five years into my marriage, I started to realize that I'm, I'm a very, um, you know, kind of cerebral. There's parts of me that are very cerebral, so I'm in my head a lot. Like, I'm an only child. I grew up sort of more alone. And so it's easy for me to go within. And so I realized that sometimes people can't read that. They don't know what that is. I've even experienced it with my children where they're wondering what I'm thinking. And it like I'm thinking about other things or work, but it doesn't have to do with them. Mm-hmm. But I also understand that that sometimes was stress, stressful on them because they would be like, well, what, what is she, what's wrong? Or is she angry? Or, and, and so what I have, so I started first with my husband and then I actually had to learn that I had to do with my children, too, is that, um, you know, whenever I see my husband for the very first time in a re-entry in the day, so either is it the first time in the morning or we're reconnecting throughout our day, is I make a very concerted effort, and I wrote this in um, my last book, and I quite, you know, I called it shiny eyes, and what what I said, what I realized, getting there, showing him in my, in that initial moment, right, and so, what I started to learn is I actually made a very concerted effort that when I saw him, it was clear. Like, he, he could see in my face that um, I was, I felt all those things for him. Now, a lot of times people would say, well, what if you're having a bad day and this and that? And, and most times, that's always going to be there, right? There's daily stresses and, and things like that. And so what I started realizing is that if I took that 30 seconds or a minute to do that, that I could go right back to whatever I was doing or feeling or mulling over. I mean, short of an emergency, right? And, um, and it, it just impacted the way we interacted, uh, greatly, uh, because when you walk into a room and someone makes you feel good and received and warm, that's a really nice feeling. And when you live with people, it's very easy to get lazy or to think that they just know or that you take it for granted. And I actually think that those are the people that you have to practice.
22 years. And um, I really practiced that with him because I also knew that that was the relationship or one of the relationships that I could easily get lazy or take for granted or get into weird habits. And I didn't want, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to see if I could bring my best self even in that most intimate place, even when I was tired or aggravated, um, or maybe even like I wanted to be alone. Like maybe I didn't want to be around people, but could I put that idea first? Because I would never regret that, right? Like I would never regret treating someone I really love mm-hmm. kindly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then I, I had to learn it with my children because sometimes you don't realize how sensitive your children are and the vibration they pick up. And, uh, you know, I, and they all speak different languages, my kids. You know, like one's more emotional and sensitive and one's literal. And But it was also really going out of my way, whether they're little kids or not, to make that space for them. Mm-hmm. So when they come up in the morning, giving them a very clear connection of the morning and 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 I've had to learn to take it further which is if they walk in on me when I'm working that um, I make it really clear that it isn't about them like I, if they if they're sensing something um, that I, I learn to redirect for one second and look at them and say to them uh, you know I hope I how's your day I love you and I'm also navigating stress now so please this has nothing this don't take this personal right mm-hmm. so I've even had to sort of take that to another level there in my in my everyday intimate relationships because to, to cross a, a, a person each day or somebody once and and be kind and say you know how's your day going that's pretty easy in, a, in one way once you get going and then it's like hey can you bring that practice in um, into this everyday place and, um, and you know sometimes you do it better than other days and sometimes you fall short and, and sometimes you don't feel like it like sometimes I'm like yeah why don't you guys you know you, you do it for me but, but that's not the point right the point is is that I'm committing to it for myself and what everybody else does that will be their choice mm-hmm. and and ultimately Right, you, you, you. I think you you get better change from your partner by it being somebody who can inspire them. And with your children, the best way for them to learn is for you to be a good example, not for me to go. Well, I said good morning. It's mm-hmm. constantly good morning. I love you. Hello. And then maybe as they get older, that will become a part of their their behavior in their way. Right? That, that's the other thing is everybody has to do it their way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's important. But I think, you know, basic human sort of social graces and with one another. And I, I think, you know, the other part of me feels like if we really think that we're so strong and we really think we're so tough and we really think we're all these things, then the best way you can show that is through humility, mm-hmm. and um, this I, this I know, you know, like this I know. Like if you're walking around puffy and everyone get out of my way and this and that, that isn't that's 
for me, not the genuine strength. Or, you know, it's like, um, you know, my husband always used to say, you know, like if you were someplace and there was a guy there who was very polite and very kind and very nice, chances are that could actually be the most dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. Not the guy who's like walking around, you know. It, so I think also for me, I'm also interested in, I would like to be a strong person. I would like to be somebody who, um, you know, you think about it first, right? You don't react. You, you navigate. You do everything you can to create peace and flow first. Mm-hmm. Because there might come a time, like, you get to a point where you're like, I, I, there's, I know there's no other place. Now I know what I, you know, like I have to be confrontational or I have to be very direct or whatever, but I know that I went somewhere else first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, an, it, so it's a sort of an extension of that for me, which is, you know, be kind, give people the benefit of the doubt. Because that's the other thing too, right? It's having compassion or empathy for, we don't know what people are going through in their lives. So don't take it personal. Do, you know, do the best. And, and um, because that's, that's true, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, so I think for me, that's kind of it, you know, pretty basically. Yeah, that's uh, that's great. It sounds like a really intentional way of showing up to a moment. It's great that you talked about how you navigate um, having that first contact to sort of expressing um, your current mood. I've tried this uh, on both fronts with, with strangers and as well with people around me. And I've realized that um, especially the people around me, not all of them surprisingly, like not all of them, respond also also because in the way you said people uh, give and receive affection in different ways and so i'm just curious like what has what has been your experience with that and how do you listen every every you know the notion that everybody's fighting their good fight right you know that quote whatever be kind to everyone you meet you know i think i think it's this i think instead of you know we internalize things and we our ego responds like well I said hello and I was nice like what's wrong with them that's your ego right mm-hmm. and that's connected to fear and insecurity so I think when you can flip it and you can say I hope not that bad in, in their what's going on for them um, and listen it doesn't mean I don't notice, like, I don't, like, wow, they were really kind of awful, you know, like, it's not like I'm like, oh, I don't notice, of course I notice, and, and also if somebody persists, like, if they're deliberately going out of the way to be rude to me, I actually will be very confrontational, like, I have no problem being, like, is there something up, or, like, even a perfect stranger, I have no problem going straight in, because the other side is I want to respect myself, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I have, I, I, it's not that, but it's first taking a role of, I don't know what this person has experienced. I don't know what their capacity is, right? Like all the days that led them to this moment and all the events of their life, I don't know. So I don't pretend to know. I don't make it about me. I just make a note and think, okay, well, maybe it's pretty tough for them right now. And I just move on. You know, mm-hmm. but if, if it's somebody who wants to like get entangled, you know, like they want to bring me into that, I will very much try not to, but I will in a very neutral way confront it, uh, you know, it, and not even with ego, like just like, you know, am I missing something? Is there something up? Um, you know, if, if I go to the airline and someone is clear.
clearly going out of their way. I will say to them something like, so let me ask you something. I, I know I've come here. I've been polite. You work here. Why wouldn't you want to help me? So I'm not being, you know, awful, but I'm sort of calling them on their crap. Like, hey, why wouldn't you go out? Why wouldn't you want to help me? Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think there is a way to, if it's possible, short of somebody coming into your physical space, neutrally sort of identify things. Because the other thing is, I do want to be kind and, and gracious, but I don't want to eat it either. Like, I don't want to eat and stuff my feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not good for me either. So I'm not saying at all costs, uh, I'll take it. Because that's not what I'm suggesting. What I'm suggesting is setting a tone, making a move first, creating an environment that maybe you can make that a positive interaction. And if it doesn't go that way, there's other, you know, <laughs> there's other things. And that's also where my size comes into place too. Because as a six foot three woman, I'm very comfortable with like saying, you know, hey, am I missing something? And you'd be surprised. It always surprises me how quickly people go back on their heels. Like, they're perfectly happy to be rude, and then you will call them on it, how they're the quickest ones to go back on their heels. Mm-hmm. So, I think, again, people, we define strength as what? Strength is yielding. Strength is that kindness. Strength is allowing someone to go first. Strength is not... I'm going to be awful to you and I'm going to, you know, take all my crap out on you. That is not strength to me. But still, again, within that, it's trying to have a level of compassion for your fellow man that life sometimes is not easy. So maybe on that day they can't get there. And that's, I think that's okay. You know, like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks so much, Gabby. I want to be mindful of the time. Um, I think one of the reasons why it really resonated with me um, was the authenticity when I heard when I heard you share this philosophy. Uh, that's why I think partly was why I was tempted to give it a go. Um, so before we sort of wrap this up, I was just wondering: is there anything else you might like to share? I just think it, you know, in a way, like what used to get celebrated. And it sounds so old-fashioned, and I'm not really, like, I was born in 1970, so it's not like I, you know what I mean? But I think we used to celebrate more the note of the art of communication or or having social graces with one another. Mm-hmm. And I think, in a way, we're, we sort of celebrate, or, or we don't even t- really discuss it as much, and it's not, it doesn't even become part of an art form in our everyday life. But it feels like something that the more we get technical and electronic, that we almost culturally all, and I mean globally culturally, kind of have to fight for that simple everyday art because we, we're still human. Like, I don't care if we can be on Bluetooth and be on, you know, get on the net and be on a computer. We are still human, and this is a very fundamental just part about being human. And... And so I guess, you know, if other people adopted it, again, in their own way, the more I think it would just, it would make moving around in the day and in the world a little better, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely, 100% agree. It has uh, definitely shifted uh, my life by a couple of degrees. <laughs> yeah, so, well, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, one of us at one at a time, you know. So that's it. Pretty great, right? I hope you try going first in your life. It's a simple but deceptively profound practice with many benefits. And crucially, it's so easy that anyone can put it into practice immediately. My gratitude once again to Gabriel for taking time out of a busy schedule to chat with me and being so forthcoming with her experience, as well as the team for arranging this. If you're curious about Gabriel's work, I highly recommend checking out her podcast, The Truth Barrel, where together with her co-host, New York Times best-selling author Neil Strauss, they sit in a barrel sauna to sweat the truth out of some of the most famous, knowledgeable and interesting people in the world. If you like this episode, I would love to hear from you. And if you want to know more, please go check out the full essay. Thanks again. Until next time.